Hello and welcome to E5 Fitness Podcast. Just me again. Uh, we've been on his 30th birthday yesterday, so I don't think he's going to be in a good way this morning. Um, so if you do have him in any social media, do wish him a happy birthday. He won't reply because he's always busy because of the PhD. But it is what it is. Um, today we're going to be talking about why I'm abstaining away from caffeine. Hence, why I have a screaming headache and why I'm going to be even grumpier than I normally am. And then, how just by data we can show people that there is no one diet that anybody should be following. Um, purely because we have blue zones. So, little update I'm no longer on Slimming World two weeks post op. Post, post op? Not that many operations. Um, I'm two weeks post shoot. Um, I'm just the same really. Haven't um haven't really changed what I'm eating. Not changed what I'm doing. Uh, my activity levels are down because cricket is just getting rained off week on week on week, and I'm probably about a kilo and a half heavier. Um, than I was. I haven't really weighed myself. I haven't tracked food or anything. I've just got shit tan lines here, here and there. They're starting to go though. So that's where I'm at. Um, I do have a, a Slimming World post coming out later this week, so watch out for that. Um, and I keep getting my comments deleted on the Slimming World app because I keep telling them they're wrong. But here we are. Um, more details to come on that. Um, so we're gonna, I'm going to talk about why there's, we can't ever say that there is one diet that is better than anything else. And the reason that we know that is because of these blue zones. So blue zones are... <coughs> The the habit uh, the places in the world where the habits of that people or that populace has allowed them to live a very long life, and they have the highest ratio of people over a hundred years old than anywhere. Uh, there are five, I think: um, Greece, Italy, Costa Rica, California, and Japan. The two that we're gonna I'm gonna contrast. Uh, sort of the Mediterranean lifestyle, which is Sardinia and um, Greece, versus the Japanese, um, which is Okinawa, I think that's where it is. Um, anyway, so obviously if you go to anybody and say, I, I want to lose weight, if that person has lost weight before, they will have a bias to where you need to go to lose weight. One of my clients might say, all oh, right, go and work with Paul, because they lost weight, you like working with me. I might say to you, all oh, right, you need to stick to a calorie deficit and look at mindset and habits and things like that, because that's what worked for me in the past. That's where I look at the research. That's what I know works for most people. Um, the habits and the mindset definitely works, but obviously it's how you adapt that calorie deficit. Um, if you go to Slimming World, our county sins, even though they're absolute bullshit and make no sense, and they tend to follow quite a low fat diet anyway. Some people are like, yeah, you need to do keto. Some people are like, you need to do low carb. Some people are like, yeah, you just don't eat anything for a week and you'll you'll be all right. Um, there's so much misinformation out there, alongside actual information, and then not only do we have to sift away from those two, we also have to sift away from like what actually works and what doesn't. So when we look at these blue zones, the the bias is towards what they do. So if we take the Mediterranean, for example, they have a high intake of high saturated fats. So they get most of their 
cheese and milk from goats and cattle that they actually farm. They get most of their meats from the same animals. They get most of their oils from olives, so most of extra virgin olive oil. Um, and they have a high fat, high home produced diet alongside quite high, um, high intake of tomatoes, breads, wheats, alongside all the fats and the dried meats and, and whatnot. All those things have a huge impact on that because one, the lifestyle that they lead to be able to cultivate all these means that they have to be outside more. So they move more, they see a lot more sunlight, they have a higher vitamin D. They also have to actually work. So like lifting all these things and working the cheese presses and working the, um, taking the milk into cheese, selling it, whatever, whatever they do in the process of the cheese making. All I know is that I get whey protein out of it. Um, when they make wine from the grapes, they have to, most of them used to have to do it by using their feet. They didn't have these presses or anything like that. So they have a high activity output alongside most of their food coming from sources that they can look at out their window. And what you'll find with the Mediterranean diet, if you've ever been to the Mediterranean, is everything's oil, everything's cheese, everything's bread, everything's fatty. Whereas if you come to England and and someone says, oh, I've got a high-fat diet, it's like, oh, immediately we think of takeaways, we think of pizza, we think of all the things that we know would have a negative impact on our health. Yet these people live beyond 100. So it's a lifestyle that leading with a high-fat diet. And then what, what we see when we look at Okinawa and Japan is that Japan have the, one of the highest intakes of carbohydrates refined carbohydrates in the world mainly from rice noodles things like that if you think sushi if you think um basically anything fried like in a wok that's your region you you sort of if you go east you see all this and most of these come with rice they come with noodles they eat very little potatoes and they eat some randomly colored stuff so if they've got a burger, they, they'll put seaweed in it for some reason and turn it black. No idea why. But they have the highest intake of carbohydrates. And some people in England, in the UK and the US, will be like, carbohydrates cause obesity. You spike your insulin so much, it will cause obesity. Which we know is not true. FYI. But people will say. And Japan has one of the lowest obesity rates in the, in the world. Okinawa has one of the highest number of people over 100 in the world so we've got two contrasting people who both have a high number of people over 100 years old one that has a very high fat diet and one that has a very high carbohydrate diet but it's their lifestyle that they lead that lead them to being able to live that long like japan Japan have a completely different work ethic to the mediterranean mediterranean is a lot of outside it's a lot of quite low stress and sort of homely, um, a lot of sunshine, etc. Whereas Japan is high stress. Um, like if you live in Tokyo, you barely drive, you would walk everywhere. Everything's shoot, everything's on time, everything's rigid, everything's by the book. Okay. So you've got one populace who has those habits in place, but doesn't really 
plan them that much they're just sort of year-round habitual like harvests and cow rearing etc whereas you look at japan and their habits are rigid like on the dot like if you're late for work in japan and don't have a um so if if their train is late they get um a slip that they can take to their boss to show that it wasn't their fault they were late which is mad because imagine if that was in england every turn up for these and like i think on the average like their train system runs six seconds late for the last five years like that was the maximum and that's just mental so you can see how these habits and and people doing the same things over and over and over and over again with completely different food intakes and they still have the high population of over 100 and japan has a very low population of obesity so that's how we know that there's not one diet so when it does come to diet and when you do decide oh yeah i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna look at my lifestyle don't label it like i don't follow a high fat or a low fat diet i just follow food i just follow the food that i eat that i found works for me and i can manipulate that depending on what i'm doing so like on a friday before cricket i'll probably eat more carbohydrates on the day off cricket i probably won't eat that much because it makes you feel shit whilst i'm running around so it's all on how and what works for you and how you're going to portray that. So it's just a little bit of food for thought. And if you do ever get to look up blue zones on like just Google it, then you'll see that these all all have like quite a lot of common uh things uh that sort of portray and and make them uh, live that long. Which is going to be another podcast, I'm not gonna lie. Um then moving on to why I've got a crazy bad headache and I think I've had one coffee or one caffeinated coffee in the last two days. Um, and this headache is just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, basically, for me to feel caffeine before I train or before I do anything, to even get that slight buzz that I've not had for, for years, I've got to drink and consume quite a lot of caffeine. And obviously, like, if you consume enough for anything, there is always going to be side effects. So having too much caffeine, you've got all the the issues that, that can come with the throat and the stomach. So is a gut irritant. You are going to increase the chances of shitting yourself. Touch wood, I've never done that, but it does speed things along now and again. Um, drinking too much caffeine obviously keeps you awake at night. You've got the inability to focus because your body's just full of caffeine. And you've got the sort of irritant in your throat as well. So you can get acid reflux and caffeine. And instead of me trying to have like a, a nearly a gram of caffeine every day, just so I feel that buzz, I've just been like, all right, well, if I abstain from coffee, then hopefully I can sort of bring my habitual, habitual rates down and essentially get what I'm looking for off like 100, maybe 200 milligrams, which should happen. But it just means that for the next three days, I've got to have a headache, feel like shit, low energy. And then that could last about a week. That's going to be real fun. But hopefully I'm going to just have 100 milligrams of coffee or just a strong coffee. And I should feel that buzz. I should feel that excitement and put my body into an excited state touch wood so that's that's why i'm doing it um other than that 
that's it from me today. Um, my six-week group coaching starts today. Um, so I've got 10 people on there, which I'm looking forward to working with and going to get some amazing results. If you are interested in coaching or anything like that, just hit me up. If you've got any questions about the podcast, hit me up. Um, and do follow me, Paul underscore Ellis underscore NE5. No, they said it wrong. Um, on Instagram. And hope everybody has a great week. Let's go and smash it. Cheers, guys.